Welcome to Crestview Baptist Church. We're so glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you for choosing to come worship with us this morning. I hope you've had a good week, and um, I hope you have another great day. The weather's nice outside after church day. It'd be a good day to just spend some time out in this wonderful weather that the Lord has blessed us with. Um, if you're a guest or visitor, we would love to welcome you. And if you are visiting for the first time, um, there are some cards in the pews in front of you just so we can get to know you a little better, some information cards. And if it's not there, um, if you will see um, my wife back there, Miss Laura, she can help you with a visitor card if you don't have, if there's not one in your pew there. Um, and if you've got one, just drop it in the offering box on the way out. We would love to just have that information about you. Just a few announcements um, if you've got a bulletin, you'll see there's not a lot coming up this week, but there is a few things coming up over the next month, so keep those in mind. We have the women's tea coming up on May 21st. Um, Sundays in May are going to be very busy. We have um, next week is our student ministry Sunday. Um, I'm going to be presenting the message along with... Um, we have the kids doing some singing, the youth doing some singing, and some special music um, from a couple of special people. So uh, we would love to have you come out for that. Um, just don't forget about our breakfast and things like that in May. All this is on the bulletin in front of you. Um, other than our student ministry Sunday this week, I'd just like to remind you about our Wednesday night services at 6.30 for the adults here. For the kids and the youth down in the youth building at 630, uh, we have classes from uh, birth all the way up to uh, through senior high school. So we would love to have you come out to that. Uh, but at this time, I just invite you to, let's turn our hearts on God. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I don't think it's not supposed to rain this Thursday for the first time in like three weeks on a Thursday. So uh, the Baptist men's are, men are going to be doing some work on uh, Thursday. So anybody that would love to come out to that and uh, help and just spend some time fellowshipping, we would love to have you for that. Women are welcome too. Well, women, men, women, all, just, just come on out and uh, they'll put you to work, I promise. Um, so let's, at this time, let's just uh, shift, our, shift our mind and attention to God, and let's focus on Him this morning. Good morning. It is great to be here this morning. And um, before I pray, just want to let you know, we have been doing the Annie Armstrong Easter offering this past month. And uh, our goal for our church was $2,000. And as of last Sunday, we had not met that goal. But as of right now, we have busted our goal out of the water and we have raised $2,551.98 for North American Missions. This is what I find amazing on that. Over the past three years, 
we have not missed a goal in our mission giving. During COVID, we have been giving mission dollars like crazy. God has been faithful. We have been able to do everything that we needed to do. Anything that needed to be done here at the church, we've been able to do that. Every goal that we have set for our mission offerings, we have surpassed those. And I want to say thank you for being faithful. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Because every dime that is given to these mission offerings represents another soul that the gospel is being shared with. And this particular offering stays here in North America. It goes to missionaries all over our country and Canada to reach pockets of lostness within our own communities. And I thank you for that. Now, as we join together in prayer, I want us to turn our hearts toward God. That we allow the Holy Spirit to move in us in a special way today. So please, as we begin our time together, join me in prayer this morning. Well, wait a second. Before we pray, this is why we pray. This is a praying church. And they will pray you through anything. We've got a choir member. Takes him a little while to get up here. Takes a little while for him to get down. But he loves to sing. He loves to praise the Lord. Doan has gone through one year. He's had strokes. He's had a stepdaughter that had COVID and was on the ventilator. She's out of the hospital. She's doing great. Doan's had cancer. And this week, Doan got the doctor's report. He is cancer-free. No crying. I'll cry probably too. <laughs> well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you humbly bowing before your throne. Dear Lord, we are praising your name this morning because of the news that Doyne got this week. Dear Lord, we see miracles every day. And dear Lord, there are so many others right now. Miss Eunice at the hospital. Miss Reba that is waiting the, the, the MRI to determine what they need to do with her hip and her pelvis. Dear Lord, we have people that are, are not able to be here because of sickness, because of health. Dear Lord, we have people that are facing things that we don't even know. But we see you working in our midst. And dear Lord, that's why we're here today, today, because you are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You are the author of creation. And dear Lord, you are the author of salvation. Dear Lord, last week we celebrated the fact that Jesus 
not only died on the cross, but He rose again on the third day to seal our salvation. Dear Lord, it is because of that victory that we are here today and we ask that Your Spirit move among Your people. Dear Lord, that if there's someone here today that does not know You as their personal Savior, that they would not leave this place. Dear Lord, I know this is going to sound strange, but I want You to make them as miserable as You possibly can make them right here, right now, until they come to know You as their Savior. Dear Lord, move among us, strengthen us, and above all, receive all the honor and glory for everything that is sung here today, everything that is spoke here today, and everything that is preached here today. May it draw people to You. And we ask all of this in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us stand as we sing hymn number 407, Because He Lives. And we will sing all three verses. Because He
He said that he saw, he believed because he saw. He said, blessed are those who believe and didn't see. Guys, who's old enough in here to remember when Jesus died on the cross? Anybody? Nobody? Nobody was, right? So we didn't see Jesus die and raise again, right? So we're going, we're believing what we haven't seen. I've seen Jesus work in people's life and in my life, but I wasn't there when Jesus rose from the dead. So just keep that in mind as we go and we finish talking about this when we get outside. All right, let's bow our heads. And we're going to sit on this second pew until the choir gets done singing, okay? God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for these boys and girls. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for our sins. And give us the faith to believe in the things that we can't always see. But we love you and we praise you. All we ask in your name. Amen. I would say everyone here has planned for the future. You, when you were younger, you were planning your marriage, planning to have children, and then you were planning your children's future. Careers, schools, jobs, homes, we've all planned. But things don't always go as we plan. Marriages break. Children get their own minds made up what they're going to do. Jobs end, we relocate, our health issues go downhill, and then everything becomes a confusion. Our plans didn't work out. So there's times when life gets tough, it gets rough. But the good news is, when we put Jesus first in our life, we gave him our dreams and we gave him our heartbreaks. And he has planned a perfect world in his perfect timing for all of us. So keep your head up because this world's not your final home.
Thank you, choir. As you can see, the title of the sermon, it may be easy, but it's not the same. Let me start off by saying this. I have been and I will continue to be a proponent for live streaming church services. But over the last three years, something has shifted in our society. Because of COVID and more and more churches live streaming or, telecast, or, or telecasting their services, more and more Christians, more and more churchgoers have been staying home. There is a time and place for live stream services. It may be easy, but it is definitely not the same. And if you would take your Bibles and if you would turn to Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to look at three verses and then we're going to, to go through this, but this is going to be where we're going to be basing the sermon out of right here. So if you would stand, if you don't have your Bible, it's going to be on the screen. But verses 23 through 25 out of Hebrews chapter 10, this is what it says. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our assembling together, as is the habit of some but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Let's pray. Our blessed Heavenly Father, thank you for what we see written here in the book of Hebrews. Dear Lord, thank you for what you show us in your word. May we receive it and may we allow it to work in us. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior. Amen. So we're going today, we're going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of the digital church. I'm going to tell you right now, I am not the ugly. Okay? Unlike popular opinion. But we're going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly of the digital church. So we're going to start off by looking at the good of the digital church. And there are a few points that I want to share with you first. Having live stream services broadens the outreach of a church. This is true. We can see this in our own case. We are reaching people that we have not reached before. Our services have been watched in England, in Texas, in Tennessee, Virginia, Florida, Georgia, we are reaching people that we would not reach with our services otherwise. So it does broaden the outreach of a church. Second, 
Having live stream services allows members to watch when they are not able to attend. That is the key purpose for live stream services. We have members that are in the healthcare industry, in the law enforcement industry, that are first responders. We also have members that are not physically able to attend or are on vacation. This is a great opportunity for our church to allow them to still see and participate in the services. We have members that sit in the services on Sunday morning, and you may see them. No, they're not playing on their phones. They are watching the broadcast while they're sitting here in person, and they are interacting with those people that are watching online. And they pass information on. Like if somebody posts a prayer request or something, they are passing that on. On Wednesday nights, the guys upstairs are interacting with people that are watching as well as people in the service. But it allows them to watch. When we're on vacation and we're driving back home on Sunday morning, I'm driving down the interstate listening while my family is watching the service broadcast. We could not do that before. I got to hear Chad's great sermon that he preached the last time I was gone, back in, Ma- in March. He did an incredible job. I would have missed that if it had not been for the live stream service. So I am appreciative of that. And then also the third thing, having live stream services are a great advertisement for the church. Face it. It gets the word out. When people go online and they search a church, ones that have live stream services pop up first. And they are able to go to our website, to our Facebook page, and see the services. They are also able to see the ones that have been recorded and placed there. It's not just the live services, but they're able to watch throughout the week. And a lot of the ones, a lot of our viewing takes place during the week, not just on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, but it happens during the week. So it's a great advertisement for the church. Then let's look at the bad of the digital church. Having a live stream services makes it convenient to skip church. It makes it very convenient to skip church. You running late, you don't get up. We can just watch it online. It makes it very convenient. Having live stream services can give the wrong idea of what church really is. Do you guys realize that? That church is more than what takes place on Sunday morning. Church is more than what takes place on that video screen. It is not just the choir. It is not just the preacher. It is not just the children. Church is more to that. And people that are attending online, 
Some of them, for the very first time, they've never attended church anywhere else. They've only attended online, and they're getting a false sense of what church really is. And then number three, having live stream services makes not attending church habitual. What we have been told from the very beginning of the pandemic when everything started to switch over to live stream services, we were told by consultants uh, across the board that we can expect our churches to have a 70-30 split that we would never have 100% of our congregation in person ever again. Why? Because people got out of the habit of coming to church. And we're seeing that. that. That's the truth. Now that's the bad of the digital church. Now let's look at the ugly of the digital church. Having a live stream service can make us miss the entire point of attending church. Now let's look at one of the verses that I read to start things. Verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. I've got something to break to you. This is going to take some of you by surprise. Church is not, see that in that screen, capital N-O-T, is not about us. We are not here to worship us. Church is about the one who is our hope. The one that promised salvation because He is faithful. Church is about Jesus Christ. It's not about Artie Hubbard. It's not about Terry Pendleton. It's not about Sharon Kahn or Sandra Green or Joe McCurry. It is not about us. You are not here to worship us. It is about Jesus Christ. First and foremost, if you're going to church for any other reason, you're going for the wrong reason. You will be sorely disappointed and you will be better suited staying at home if you're going to church for any other reason than coming because of Jesus. Having a live stream service can make us miss the fringe benefits of attending church. Do you guys know that church has fringe benefits? We do. We talked about some of these already today. Look at verse 24. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. There is something about attending church in person with fellow believers that cannot be duplicated digitally. The fellowship, the encouragement, the accountability can only be had 
in person. Sandra shared earlier about Doyne and the struggles that he's had this year and the great news <coughs> excuse me, that he got this week that he is officially cancer-free. Doyne has shared this stuff with the choir. He has shared with his church family. And we have covered him in prayer. And we have encouraged him. Yes, we can share prayer requests and we can pray with people online. But having coming, joining arms and surrounding each other, it is hard and almost impossible to get that any other way than being here in person. My mom and dad, because of health issues, had not been able to attend church services over three years. They finally got to the point where they went back. And my dad said it wore him out. He slept the entire Sunday afternoon and he was wiped out all day Monday. But he says, there is nothing that compares to being there in person. Nothing. You are missing out greatly when you choose to stay home. You're missing out. There are so many things that you get from being here in person that you cannot get by just watching in online. And then having a live stream service can make us disobedient to the Word of God. Verse 25. Not forsaking our own assembling together. What does that next part say? As is the what? Habit of some. But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Here is my question. What is the message we are sending to the world, to our friends, to our families, and to our children about the importance of attending a local church when we habitually stay away from church? What are we telling them? What are we telling our children? Are we making church a priority? Or are we telling our children that church is something you can catch on TV? You don't have to do anything special. It's not worth getting out of bed. It's not worth going, get, getting ready. Is that what we're telling them? Our neighbor that's outside mowing his yard and he sees us not get up and go to church. What are we telling him? Are we sending them the message that Jesus Christ is important to us? Are we sending them the message that church, gathering together with like-minded people, is it 
important to us. And now I want to share with you seven reasons to attend, attend church in person. I'm going to have a, a Bible reference with it. I'm not going to, to read the verse, but the reference is there for you to look up. But each one of these reasons is supported with Scripture. The church is God's idea, and the church is His plan for this age. Matthew 16, 18. Second reason, God's Word instructs us to be involved in the church. Hebrews 10.25, we've already read that verse. The church is where God's people, reason number three, are taught God's Word so they can grow spiritually. 1 Timothy 4, verses 2 and 6. And then, God, and then reason number four, the church is God's avenues for believers to utilize their spiritual gifts. Romans 12, 3-8. through 8. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You guys realize that? That God has given each and every Christian spiritual gifts. And if you look at those verses, it tells you why He gave you spiritual gifts. For the building of the body. What's the body? The church. That's where your spiritual gifts are supposed to be used. In the church. Reason number six, or five, excuse me. God's people connect with other believers in the church. Romans 13, 8. 1 Thessalonians 4, 18. Ephesians 4.32 And this is a really good one. 1 John 1.7 That we have fellowship one with another. And then number six. The sixth reason. The church is God's outlet for outreach and evangelism. And this has a great reference. The book of Acts. Read it. The entire thing is about outreach and evangelism through the church. And then the seventh reason to attend church in person is God designed His church to fulfill the Great Commission to make disciples. Matthew 28. 19 through 20. I've said this many times. The Great Commission is not just getting people saved. It is not just getting them to the point of salvation. But the Great Commission literally tells us to make disciples of all nations. Making a disciple is more than just getting them to the foot of the cross. It is getting involved in their lives. It is teaching them, living with them, fellowshipping with them, instructing them, crying with them. It is about doing life with them. When Jesus called His 12 disciples, He lived with them. Day in, day out. 
He lived life with them. He knew them on a personal level. That's what the church is about. Now please understand understand this. And if you have told me that it is easy to just watch it online, I am not preaching at you. Because it's not just you that have said that. It's not just you. This is something that is affecting every church around the world. We as Christians need to stop being lazy. We as Christians need to love God so much that we're willing to do whatever it is. Not just do what's easy, but show people that Jesus Christ is worth the effort. Jesus Christ is worth getting up early. He is worth getting dressed for. He is worth getting to church and spending time with people that you may not like, but you're commanded to love. Jesus is worth it. And we need to show the world that He's worth it. But please understand, I am not saying that churches need to stop broadcasting live. No, that is not what I'm saying at all. We need to double down on those efforts. What, am I, what I am saying is those that are able need to stop doing what's easy and start doing what God has told them to do. It is not about getting people back in this church. I'll be honest with you. Yes, I would love for people to come back to this church, but if there's another church that God's calling them to, they need to go where God is telling them to go. We need to be faithful. Our world needs us to be faithful. They need to see us being faithful more than any other time because this world is in a mess. No matter what you see on the news and no matter what you hear from pulpits, we are in a lost and dying world and we are called to be the light in that world. And we have to be there. We have to show them the importance of gathering together to be obedient. Church, this is your turn to respond. This is one of those messages that you don't know how people are going to take it. I told the deacons in our deacons meeting this morning what I was preaching. I told them, I need you to know so you can help explain because I'm sure somebody's going to be upset about what I preach. But here's my desire, is that we get up, that we stop being okay with mediocre Christianity. That we're not okay with just fire insurance. That we got saved and sitting in the pew is all that it's, it's okay not to get involved. Because it's not. The Christian life is so much more. And that we start living together. As Jesus says, I didn't come to give life, but I came to give life what? More abundantly. 
Life is ups and downs. That we love each other and we go through those ups and downs together as a church that we get through outside of these four walls as a church and we start making an impact because of our faith in Jesus Christ on a lost and dying world. Now this is your opportunity. If the Holy Spirit is moving in you and God is calling you to do something, don't leave here today. I prayed earlier that if there's someone here that does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior, that they would be miserable. I do pray because I know before I came to Jesus Christ, I was miserable. I was literally miserable. But that misery turned to joy in a second. Don't leave here without experiencing that joy. If He is telling you that you need to be part of this, this church family, come forward Present yourself as a candidate for membership in this family and, and, and join us if it's what God is telling you to do. If He's telling you you need to go get something right with somebody, go do that. This is your opportunity to do what it is that God is telling you to do. As we sing this song, be obedient to what God is leading you to do. Would you stand as we sing our hymn of invitation, 379, Brethren, we have met to worship. 379. for being here today. Thank you for your patience. I'm going to ask uh, Jim Humphreys. Don't forget, or not Jim Humphreys, Jim Kinder, sorry. <laughs> uh, don't forget Wednesday night, 6.30. We are going through the book of Acts in here in the sanctuary. We invite you to attend. And then the children and youth down in the youth building at 6.30. Um, please come for that. We do have a short business meeting. Teenagers, please stay put. Okay? A very short business meeting afterwards. Um, Jim Kinder is going to come as our deacon in a week, dismiss us from our service. And then Jim Humphreys is going to come and open up our, our business meeting. This will be a very short meeting. It's just our monthly meeting. So thank you for being here. Jim, would you come and dismiss us in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful morning, the opportunity to be here. As Artie said, it's a priceless opportunity to, um, to just be here and 
be all together and worship you. And as we look outside, it's a beautiful morning to be out, to witness and view all the things that you've created, the beautiful sun and sky and the entire plants, animals, and lakes and rivers and streams and all the beauty. And as, as Christians, your spirit reminds us constantly of your, your power and glory uh, to have created such, such a beautiful world for us. And uh, we worship you for that and thank you. But at the same time, there's also <laughs> bad parts of the world our, you know, our, our sickness and sadness and worries and pain and suffering and death, that all exists as well. But that's man's own doing as far as their sinful nature and introducing sin into the world through our fallen uh, nature. But regardless, um, as we celebrated last week, your son's death and resurrection, You've given us a, a pathway out, and you've given us hope. And we're all eternally grateful for all of that. And we remember this morning all the people on, your, on the prayer list. It keeps growing. Sooner or later, we'll all be on it. But once again, it's not, it's not the end. It's just the beginning. So thank you for your gift of of us being here and thank you for your gift of salvation and in, in Jesus name we pray amen